You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. I am Evan Klosky. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays, and you can email us anytime, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. Evan. Thank you for joining us, and more importantly, the Rays are six and zero. What is going on here? This is a maze balls. This is uh, this is magic. This is all all the good vibes I told you about last week when I walked out of the trop on, on opening day, and just what I felt in that experience validated. Uh, you know, I was asked from a coworker, "Are the Rays this good, or is the competition this bad?" And in my opinion, it's both. So I don't want us to forget about the fact that these were the Tigers and the Nationals. And you better take care of business against the Athletics as well. Yeah. Not to mention the Red Sox don't look like world beaters either. So we knew entering the season that they had to jump out to a hot start. Now, did we think 6-0 was going to happen? No. But it, it does give you now a little bit of buffer heading into at least – Oakland, I would expect two of three. And then at least the Red Sox, now you can kind of handle a two of four and not feel bad about it, in my opinion. So, you know, if they were to uh, go on a continue the magical ride all the way to next Thursday, which would be the 13th game, that would make it 13 0. That is, that is the all time record in Major League history, uh, tied with two other teams. Then, uh, you know, we can, we can circle back and, like I'll be in the trot for that one. I can promise you if, if, if that's going down, but they're just doing everything correctly. Like all of our issues watching this team last year haven't surfaced the horrendous base running. Haven't seen it. Um, you know, outside of like Jose Siri going for a triple there. Cause he was feeling nice and spicy, but whatever. I don't in that situation, whatever. Um, the defense has been unbelievable. Remember how bad the defense was to begin last season? Like Ooh. in April and May, it was horrific. Home runs, 13. That's a franchise record after six games. Uh, you know, one of the, the top marks in all Major League Baseball right now. And top to bottom contributions. The night they scored 10 runs in the, the, the explosion there in the ninth inning, Wander Franco and Brandon Lau went one for 10 that game. Yep. Now, Wander has been exactly the dude who we thought he would be when healthy and the game changer we thought he would be. And it's a reminder of what the Rays missed by putting Taylor Walls in a lineup every day. And no shade to Taylor Walls. Just that's, you know, he's not Wander Franco and, and not right. many are. So when Wander Franco is playing and healthy, he's not going to hit 417 all year. But this is probably like a, a 310, 315 hitter who we think has the ability to hit 20 home runs, steal 30 bags, uh, you know, 40 doubles. I mean, this is like he's the 20, 30, 40 guy. Um, it's – and the pitching, you know, outside of outside of Fleming, 
though though Shane didn't look phenomenal in his in his second outing, but uh, for me, the sign of a true ace is when you don't have your A stuff or your B stuff. You still only give up two runs and you figure a way out of it. So to me, that was really impressive from Shane was the struggles, but also somehow walking away with a quality start from that appearance. So I don't know how you cannot be stoked about the product you're seeing. Like, I don't even care if they would have lost during this stretch. The way they're going about their business, the way that Kevin Cash is managing and the hustle, the attention to detail, the contributions is just excellent. A plus, and they're being rewarded for it in the standings. Yeah, uh, you, you talk about all the the contrast from last year, and it's I'm I'm with you 100 with the base running, the defense, the pitching, the, the the hitting. As a baseball fan, which one has got you most captivated about this team? Is it the starting pitching, what the bullpen is doing, the defense, the base running, like the hitting? What as a baseball fan do you like seeing the the most right now out of this team? In what on April seventh? It's the pitching because as I told you when you asked me, uh, you, Kevin probably asked it, but what what am I more uh, – actually, no, sorry. It, it wasn't one of you guys. I was asked on uh, WDAE when I, I did a, a hit for them about the Rays, and I was asked, what are you more concerned about? Um, are you more concerned about the hitting or are you more confident in the pitching? And I said I'm more confident in the pitching because I, I truly believe – that's where this team is going to be set apart. And the early returns were as special as we thought. Now, you know, what they did week one, those first four starters, it's not going to replicate itself in in the second go-around. We already saw that with Shane. Um, so, you know, we got to see Eflin, Springsy, who, holy smokes, right in your face there, right in your eye hole there, Kev. Uh, <laughs> but... They don't even. I, I can't. I can't explain how lethal that rotation is going to be when Tyler Glass now is back, because Tyler Glass now still, in my opinion, is the best of the crop. And I understand how freaking good Shane McClanahan is. That's how confident I am that when Glass now comes back, he is going to be pure and utter filth. Kevin, did you see uh, the latest article by Topkin? I think he did it yesterday where he mentions a four-letter word uh, concerning uh, Tyler Glass now? Four-letter word concerning Tyler Glass now. No, you have to enlighten me on that. Mid to late, late May. So first it was end of April. Then it was like, you know, early May, mid-May, and then... Yesterday, that little four-letter word came out saying late May. Is this something that we should be concerned about? Or or they sh or should they just be as cautious as they can about the guy who's supposed to be making $5 million this year and then 25 the next? Let me tell you this. Would you want Tyler Glass now to be rushed back a little too soon so that you don't have him until August and September? Or would you prefer waiting a little? bit longer in may to work him up properly because again his ramp up never really happened it was right. getting there i think he was on like his third session so we're talking about maybe two innings worth and then he got shut down so he now has to go through a full ramp up session and with the oblique 
it is such a messy injury. I mentioned it, uh, you know, last week when I came on, like, look at JT Shagwa last year. Yeah. He pitched in a rehab. He did a couple of them and then bam, oblique injury out till what do he make? Like, you know, he didn't make an appearance really again yeah. till, till August, end of August. So it's not even a fact that maybe he's more injured. It's just more incorporating, like, look at these early returns looking pretty nice. I don't see us stressing right now. Long road ahead. I'm feeling pretty confident with the outlook of the team. Let's get him into some, some rehab starts an inning, two innings, four innings, and let's work up that pitch count. And then maybe at some point he can complete his rehab at the major league level. And maybe, you know, instead of logging six innings or so, maybe the, the Rays can bring him back and, and have him start for four innings and then pair him up with maybe a Fleming or a, a, a Chirinos at that time or whoever can kind of complete the other bulk injury, uh, uh, the, the bulk innings. And you can kind of work through it like that. So at least you're getting him and you're getting, you know, he's getting that major league experience to sort of get ramped up that way versus going through the the minors. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I, I'm not too concerned right now. I haven't really heard anything that's like, oh, he's taking a step back. We need to pull back on his throwing program. I just think that um, overly cautious and and that's the way they should be okay. yeah and for the rays i mean based on their first month schedule and strength of opponent that they should be sitting pretty i mean by early may and then you have some bleed over time until glass now returns i mean i know topkin put out a stat that the Rays played 26 of their first 32 games against teams that were 500 or worst last year including a lot of a hundred or more games coming up on the schedule. You also get the Reds, the White Pirates, but things really start to get a little shaky uh, beginning May 5th, where the Rays would be playing 23 games in 24 days. You have the likes of the Yankees, Orioles, Mets, Brewers, Blue Jays, Dodgers, respectively, and a bunch of games. Uh, not many off days. They'll, they'll have a, a stretch where they play 13 games in a row and then 52 games across 55 uh, days. So I'll be really curious to see what this team's record is by the end of May, where they're sitting in the standings and across baseball. We have more to discuss with Evan. We also have baseball trivia named that war, it being a Friday. But first, we have to tell you about our new sponsor called So Rare. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams, including your Tampa Bay Rays. Unlike other baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards, win or lose. You still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So head over to SoRare.com so to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic 
rewards. Again, that is so rare.com slash locked on L O C K E D O N to start playing day. Uh, Evan, first thing, uh, you cheated on us by going to do a radio hit with WDAE. What are you thinking? You have to run that by <laughs> us. You have to get permission to do things like that. Come on here. We're in an open relationship. <laughs> I didn't No, I, th I think we have some mixed cross signals, so we're going to have to. Oh, boy. You, said, you caught feelings. I told you not to catch feelings when we yeah. started. <laughs> what are we? What yeah, are we, we here? We're casual. We are casual. Casual. It's casual. Mm, it's a casual thing. We're just having fun, Kevin. We're just having fun. Polyamorous. Um, what show <laughs> was it on WDE, by the way? Uh, J and Z. My guy. Uh, I was with I was with Blobner. J and Z, highest ratings in the market. Uh okay. Moving on from that. Um, not to be the bearer of bad news, but Evan, you mentioned it. Josh Fleming, his slow start and kind of part of the course for him of late. Um his struggles, I'm curious with what Ulysses mentioned about the timetable of Tyler Glass now, how long of a leash does Josh Fleming have? And will there be a point where they just got to say, Hey bud, you have an option. We're sending you to AAA, or we're repurposing how we use you. And you're no longer starter material. You're bullpen one inning, two inning material. The problem is when having this discussion, because there's the emotional side, right? That's like, we know exactly what Fleming is. We have seen it in 2020. We have seen it in 2021. Or we've seen it in 2021, seen it in 2022, see it now. Um, and, and I think it's probably a little unfair to say we see it now, but but we already have a history of it. And so when you see it as bad as it was, though he mentions that he might have been tipping, we'll give him that. Uh, and, and we'll see if he adjusts in his next start. But the biggest thing you have to realize is when people – start wagging their hand and their fist and they say, get him out of here. Who do you want? Who do you want instead of Fleming? Give me an option. You want Patino? Okay. Well, Patino walked the farm in his first start with Durham, uh, gave up two home runs. His two biggest issues since becoming a, a professional pitcher and trying to stick in the major leagues is that he continues to walk batters in an organization that stresses do not walk people. And he continues to give up homers, which is detrimental to your progress. Uh, so he still has those issues outside of the first couple of starts he made in spring training, which were great. He has, he has pretty much been the inconsistent self that we have always seen, uh, at least as far as the Rays are concerned, uh, you know, when you factor in injuries as well, he's still got plenty of life in him. Very young still. He, at worst, he's going to be moved to the bullpen. But we've talked about this before mm -hmm. that you have to you have to at least give this a full go because his stuff is that electric. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't proven that he deserves the major league start. Um, Yanni is probably above Louie. And then Chirinos went out there the other day and he didn't have a great start. Yeah. So you're really you have depth. And all three of your guys stunk their first start. So call it a wash. Let's just ignore it all. And let's re let's do this again the second time around. Forget it. You know, it, it was what it was. And now let's reevaluate and give everyone a second chance 
as the the pretty much however you thought these players were before their first start. They're all pretty much at the same level uh, entering their second start in, in terms of the organization. We will see if they begin, you know, if Fleming doesn't perform well this next start, I'm very curious. And, and if he gets bombed again, I am very curious to see if the Rays now start going with matchups. Like we're going to call up mm-hmm. Yanni because we're playing this foe and mm-hmm. he is going to square up better than a Josh Fleming. So we'll send Fleming down and then we'll bring up Yanni and, and we'll see if we can do two starts from him. And then maybe we bring back Fleming for a lefty lineup and, you know, and then see if Patino during that time can figure it out and mix and match yeah. up until glass now comes back. But I'll, I'll stress this to everyone. If we are complaining about a part-time fifth pitcher, the yeah. Rays are in a really damn good spot if that is our top complaint. So that's the other thing is it's part-time. Now, if Glass now goes down, another starter goes down, we can have these discussions and be like, okie dokie, who is the person who's going to solidify this role long-term? And I think that's maybe my biggest concern is what happens if one of these people are not part-time and mm-hmm. something bad happens, there's a, a huge gap. There's yeah. a huge drop-off between the elite stuff we see one through five when fully healthy, and then at number six, seven, and eight. That's what I'm I'm, I'm exactly worried about. And, and putting it, you know, like last year, if you go from Brandon Lau to having to give those at-bats to Vidal Brujan, or you go from Wander Franco and you have to give those at-bats to Taylor Walls, the drop-off is way too large that could happen with the rotation this year Uh, say somebody gets hurt hopefully not knock on wood before glass now comes back then you have two of those guys out which means you're gonna have to have either fleming and yanni and luis patino two of those guys stepping up and then for how long that's what that's what's worrying about seeing these guys struggle uh so so early in the season i i don't know i know tosh bradley is is the new shiny toy of the organization the number one prospect but i don't think it's the right time still i I think he needs a little bit of you know june july cooking right right yeah the the worst thing you can do i feel like is call him up before he's completely ready and prepared for that moment and he has a bad start he blows the lid off of it and his confidence is shot i i mean did the rays maybe call up or or give opportunities to Luis Patino a little bit too soon. I don't know. I mean, that's a conversation for another day, but uh, I feel like you want to be fully prepared that when Taj Bradley gets the call up, he's there to stay. You're not doing this game of, uh, you know, Josh Lowe and Vidal Brujan where they get up, they struggle, they have to be sent down and, and reconfigure how they go about things. So yeah, the Josh Fleming, uh issue and, and debacle debacle is something to monitor going forward um now on the flip side of that i do want to get uh evan's take and ulysses your take on this as well before we move on to baseball trivia and name that war uh luke rayleigh just stomping the competition showing out uh left-handed power bat who what we got him evidently i know it's only six games but three bombs um he's he's doing everything that you would expect a guy that is you know six foot four 230 pounds to do Hmm. um is he for real or is this just 
a case, a product of lowly competition. And there are, there is a long, long list of guys who've had a great first week, great first week and a half, great first couple weeks. And then they fall right back down to earth and you never really see much of an impact from them going forward. Is he a guy who has staying power or is just a, a stop gap run the hot hand until, you know, Curtis means somebody else is ready. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, here's my thing is he has been hot. You know, his average, I don't think is going to be anything to brag about when we get to the end of the season, but who cares, right? He's not here to, to dink and doink. He's here to pop the ball out of the yard. So Going back to the end of February when we had the, the very first game, um, you know, he's been hitting home runs. So if we factor in the, I don't know, the, the what do you play, like 14, 15, 16 some odd spring training games, mm-hmm. and then you factor in the three or four he's played, played to begin the season, he's got eight home runs in like 20 some odd games. Like he's – He's been consistent over that stretch. So am I thinking he's going to be a a 35 homer guy? I don't know. But it's certainly something to be happy about. Um, He certainly – it wasn't one of those situations where great spring fell off immediately, right? He's got confidence he that's the good thing about a lot of this this heater out of the gates is at least there's a foundation of confidence and success for almost all batters maybe outside of brandon lau like lau has maybe been the worst of the bunch Mm -hmm. and we know lau even at his best he is streaky so the rays haven't even tapped into brandon lau's first streaky run Mm -hmm. assuming that he's back to full health and he's going to be a similar guy to what we saw before last year so I don't want people to run to the ticket window and say, sold on Luke Rayleigh. I'm not going that far. But I, oh my God, I broke my pen. <laughs> <laughs> that excited karma for going on that, that WDAE show. That, oh, <laughs> I, I smashed this thing. Oh man. Don't get I any of that ink on, on got, your shirt. Going on I, got here. Pa- I got power. Like, what are you like, smashing bats in the dugout? I don't, know if, that's like a good sign. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. Um, <laughs> Regardless of the pen, <laughs> pen gate. Get out uh, of here. Luke, you know, seeing Luke Rayleigh do what he's doing, it's it's tough not to be super optimistic that he's going to fit the role we thought they needed. They yeah. and, and and again, it proves going back to last year how desperately this lineup needed a guy like that. But in my eyes, in my opinion, I'm not even like Luke Rayleigh isn't the most encouraged I am out of everyone on the team. Josh Lowe, baby, mm. what. What he is doing out of the, the gates here, I think he's batting like 417, obviously yeah. limited playing time, but he's he's generating success after success. He's got a little swagger. I don't know if you saw the interview afterwards with the lotto ticket. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's feeling himself a little bit. And it's yeah. just a and but this was going back to everything I saw during spring training, that he looks like the guy he looks comfortable in his skin. And last year, I just felt like the Hey, we traded Meadows. You're our guy, and right. it just the 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 grind. It just it kind of compounded on itself. Then he got hit with the baseball in Baltimore, and that was like, yeah. he's yeah. a phenomenal story if he can continue this. But you know, we 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 and and the Rays hyped him up greatly before last year. I know, Kevin, you were never really sold on him fully, um, but this is kind of. 
the 2020 type guy, he's looking like that. He's, he is, he, I've been really impressed with him and more so just with how comfortable he looks at the plate. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're both producing because they're the ones that have to produce. And by have to, it's because they didn't get any shiny toy. I, I said this earlier this week, like everybody knew even Josh Lowe and, and Luke Rayleigh that the race wanted pop from the left-hand side and they're both lefties that can provide pop. And that name with the big number attached to that, to, to that person didn't come. So it's up to them and they know this and knowing this, they're still producing. So it's, ha ha you know, Awesome to see from from both of them. To answer your question, uh, Kevin, I, I'm going to say Mikey Matuk. I'm going to say Joey Butler. I'm going to say Jeff Keppinger. Legends. Ray's legends. Mm -hmm. Sam Fold. Okay. Yeah. You can have a limited amount of time where you look like the best player in baseball. There was nobody better in that, I think, July or August than Joey bleeping Butler, okay? Nobody, nobody. Bring me anybody from that year. Nobody was better than Joey Butler. That could be Luke Rayleigh. This this right now could be the, the Luke Rayleigh month. Hopefully it isn't. Hopefully it can last a little bit longer than that. But I think anybody that is just head over heels after a spring training and six games, uh should probably not uh, go to FanDuel, Yeah, I would think. <laughs> that would not be a good thing for those people because the NBA playoffs are almost here, and now it is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. You heard me right, $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association otherwise known as the NBA yeah the other thing I want to see going forward is how can Josh Lowe and Luke Rayleigh and others for instance but those two in particular how do they handle some of the best starters and the best rotations in all of baseball and how do they handle a raucous crowd and road environment it's one mm -hmm. thing to beat up on the Nationals. It's one thing to beat up on the Tigers at home. Can you beat up on the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays on the road? That remains to be seen, and I'm curious well, and, to see that going forward. Yeah, and name me the best pitcher they face so far. Chad Cool. I don't know. <laughs> Eduardo Rodriguez? Like, I mean, Pro that, probably. That the probably. Best one? No, that's yeah. That's so. Look, were they even in the lineup against? I think they came in late, but okay. maybe not facing Erod. But yeah, that, exactly. More to Evans' point. More to Evans' that, point. So that's what. That's why I say though it's both because great teams rack them up against crap teams, right? Yeah. Yes. Look, we go back to the 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 AL East winning Rays. 
what did they do? They smacked around the Orioles for mm-hmm. 18 to 19. And, uh, and they had those late game comebacks like we saw against the Nationals. So watching that Nationals game unfold, I was like, man, this brings me back to two years ago. Yes. This was exactly the team that I remember watching and just waiting around, watching these games like, don't count them out, don't count them out, don't count them out. Boom, there they are. And yeah. so, you know, I don't want to take anything away. I don't want to. That's why I don't want to move one end of the spectrum being like they faced nobody and then I don't want to move the other. Then right. if people say like, oh, they got no competition. Well, it's like, look, just because they're taking care of business, it's not like outside of one game, they have smacked these opponents. Okay. Yes, that's it true. has not, it has not even been a sweat except for one game. Yeah. One game was a sweat and they threw out Josh Fleming's in that, Josh Fleming in that yeah. game. So like, and then know, it ended have, up being plus four runs, which has happened in every single, in, in every single yeah, victory. Like you they know. have a plus thirty-one run differential. <laughs> like, it's insane, you know. So it's not like they're either edging by. They they have been fairly dominant in in these six games. So yeah. you know, and not to mention the Tigers went around and they beat they beat the Astros twice. So Thank it's you. like you know, last year they they beat the Orioles for a sweep and we're like ah whatever the Orioles suck and then look mm-hmm. what they did. <laughs> it was like yep. oh man. So who knows what these teams are? I certainly know what the Nationals are. I still don't know what the Tigers are, even though I'm pretty – I think we all believe they're going to stink as well. But, you know, I was surprised last year with the Orioles, and that got shoved in my face. So, um, yeah, you know, just cautiously optimistic, be happy, and just understand the reality of who they're playing, but also really support this team and freaking live it up right now because – you didn't make the schedule. They didn't make the schedule. They right. just lined them up and eating them, eating them W W's like James. Yeah, Spencer. yeah. And I mean, it, it sucked to be the lockdown Nationals host right about now. I mean, if you're Ooh. if you get 55 wins, that's a that's a victory season for you, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, so good points all around there. Just uh, have to love how dynamic this group is and uh, how balanced across the board. You know, anybody can beat you at any different time thus far. So, uh, and you got the athletics coming up and speaking of that, my trivia question relates to the athletics and it's not a stadium relocation or attendance question. We're talking dingers. Okay. Uh, in front of me, I have a list of most career home runs in an Oakland athletics, or I guess, Philadelphia athletics, Athletics franchise uniform. I have a list one through 10. I want you all to tag team it and give me five of those top 10 bombers. All right, so I'll go McGuire. Uh, That is correct. He is number one with 363. How do we want to do this? Is it Ulysses' turn? Okay. Share the wealth. Okay. Dave Parker. Dave Parker is not on this list. Strike one. Uh, Canseco. First name? Jose. Correct. He is number four on this list with 254 dingers. A lot of Reggie. steroids between those two of Conseco and McGuire. Just saying. A lot of them. Um, so you have two of the the five I need. Reggie Jackson. Mister October. There's a great documentary on him on Amazon Prime. If you have not watched it, also did a great interview with Howard Stern. He is correct in number three on this list with 269. Took that one for me. Um. 
I'm still really upset about Dave Parker, though. <laughs> He's not in this top ten. Um, Miguel Tejada. Miguel Tejada, very good guess. Very good guess, but that would be incorrect. Strike two. Huh. Gotta have another one. I just, I was wondering if I should have done that one first. So we have uh, McGuire, Reggie Jackson, Jose Canseco. Can you can you can can you tell me how many home runs has the number ten person? The number ten person, and you, I'm just telling you right now, the number ten person. I don't know who it is, but <laughs> this individual has 191. That's I'm it. gonna just yeah, right? Because I mean, yeah, the steroids though. Maybe he did too many. I mean, you might know the number eight person or the number six person. I'm Not gonna ten person on this list. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. Am I gonna go for it? I think I'm gonna go for it. Jason Giambi. Jason, man, this is a steroid list if I've ever seen one. A hundred and ninety-eight bombs. Whew. He is number eight on this list. That is correct. I need one more name. Numero uno. Oh my god. Um... Wait. Be, while, while Evan thinks, I'm gonna just say we've gotten Reggie Jackson. We've gotten. McGuire, Conseco, Giambi. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of needles there, boys. Yeah. I mean, it looks yeah, it looks kind of probably it's sort of a microcosm of Oakland or San Francisco, quite frankly, just needles everywhere. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I'm on a roll today, folks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. No filter. I'm on filter. Uh... You got Klosky breaking pins. Yeah, I... Man. He's cheating Ooh. on us with WDAE. What do you oh, got? What Evan. do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Okay, I'm just going to give yeah, you... If you guys want to do some sharing and group think, yeah. I will allow it. You can... Okay. Uh, Evan, what what do you think about a third baseman that was really famous during, like, the early aughts, late 90s, for them he was a very short glove man would he have that much pop i mean if you want then to he later him. like played for the yankees for like a year what are you talking about evan will you allow DC? your guests to be taken by you oh I, I, yeah we'll do eric chavez Oof. you guys are good number six on this list with one. 230 home runs let's go great the underrated, if I may say, Eric Chavez. And I don't think any steroid concerns for my um, quick understanding. No, so, my boy Eric is clean. He, he the, was the Yankees thing honestly big, threw me uh, off. Oh, really? <laughs> what was that? Uh, the Yankee thing threw him off. But yeah, he's he's an oh, he's an Oakland great. Eric Chavez. said Mets, Mets hitting instructor. Oh, well, yeah, that, that would have been better maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so very good, boys. McGuire number one at 363. Jimmy Fox is number two at 302. Reggie Jackson third. Jose Canseco fourth. Bob Johnson, uh, 252 number five. I don't know. Uh, Eric Chavez number six. The great Al Simmons number seven at 209. Uh, Jason Giambi 198 number eight. Number nine Sal Bando. Uh, I think that was a mobster as well. Anyway, uh, 192 homers. Pretty sure I bought a cheesecake from him one time. <laughs> most likely, yeah, uh, in Philly. Um, threw batteries at you. Uh, number 10, Gus Zerniel with 191 homers. So Good there Gus it is. Bus. Gus yeah. Bus. 
Yeah. Great job, guys. You and, and quite uh, frankly, speaking on that, I you know I don't even know what the athletics roster looks like. Just probably a decrepit mess. But <laughs> I, I don't know if if whoever leads the team in home runs gets twenty this year for the, the athletics. Like they're just put together by um, you know chewing scotch gum tape, and scotch tape and uh, yeah. And, and cheap I um, I, I can't believe Tejada was there. Yeah, Tejada's not there. He might be number 11 or 12 for all I know, but yeah. So I there think. it is. Baseball trivia. Ulysses, what do you have in the name of Name That War? Well, it is April, boys. It's my birthday month, so I wanted to go uh, with somebody that was born on my date, April 15th. Ah. And his name... Oh, you guys are going to love this one. He also played for Oakland for 19 games. Mr. Milton Bradley. What is Milton Bradley's career war according to baseball reference? Milton Bradley, get out of here. When was the last time Milton, you heard that name, by the way? Milton Bradley also seems like a guy, he, I'm sure he had a, a decent, solid career and played for roughly a dozen years. If I had to guess, I think he has that pension. But he comes off to me as a guy who had like a really hot month or two and then people just went crazy about Milton Bradley and he fell back down. Yeah, I feel like maybe he was more like defense oriented where he might he might be able to have some war for that. Um, golly. Uh, Do you want me to go first and then you I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go 11-1. Okay. Oh, that's good. Milton Bradley, I think he played probably about 10 to 12 years had like 130 career homers had a batting average of roughly 270 played for probably four or five teams um man that is that's a good good marker because you mentioned the defense i'll go a step or two higher 13 war is my guess for mr bradley well, very good for you both. I'm going to do the whole Kevin Weiss treat. No, I'm not. I'm just going to tell you right away that Milton Bradley's career war is 16.9. Mm. And you guys were not that far off because although he had a career OPS of 804, boys, that 16.9 war was also heavily, heavily weighed by this monstrous year. Just disgusting year where he accumulated 5.2 war and i'll give you the slash line 321 batting average 436 on base i'll repeat Holy that for the people cow. in the back 436 on base with a 563 slug that's a 999 ops nasty that's how you spell that 162 ops plus he had 22 home runs he was an all-star his only all-star selection in 2008 with the texas rangers that is milton bradley Good what's interesting you, I mean, it sounds like he had uh, one of those ken caminiti brady anderson years uh that year that he went off but i mean i was kind of right on the marker with his career homers and batting average i'm gonna pat yeah, myself not bad. back for that 125 home runs you said 130 very good and you said 270 average 271 very good awesome. you got me scared because i was like did does he have it up what the heck? <laughs> i was uh, cheating this is, that is ridiculous but no very very good very good trivia and very good uh name that war fellas very good job and he played for well 
a few more teams than I uh, anticipated, but I knew he played for at least like five teams. So yeah, he jumped around. Yeah, and not the most famous Milton Bradley either. No, he the, is the not. Pioneer was. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, all right, Evan. Uh, when you're not cheating on us with WDE, I'm gonna mention it again. The evil geniuses Clear Channel. Salt sticks. Yeah, really salty. They have a new studio too, by the way. Um, nice. Anyway, looks nice. Yeah. So, uh, where can people find your work and interact with you? Uh, hit us up on, on 1010bay.com. We, you know, not just Rays, but Buccaneers, Lightning. The playoffs are beginning in a couple of weeks. Uh, the, the Bolts are getting injured left and right at the worst possible time. So that's awesome as they prepare mm. for Maple Leafs. But you can also check me out on Twitter at WTSP, on Instagram at eklosky. Interact with me, say what's up, ask me questions. I will answer 99% of the time as long as that 1% you are not a jerk. So... Very well said. Are you uh, covering the USF football spring game? Yes. Next Friday, uh, we will we will be heading out to USF and check on Alex Golish and the boys. See how they're doing uh, over there at Corbett Stadium. Do they win more games in their 2023 season than the Rays have won thus far? Or as huh, many? No. No, okay. they're not winning six games, but they'll be a more entertaining product. I, um, I, you know, I really do like Alex Golish, and you gotta, you gotta give a guy time to to get his get his dudes. Can so, we just get like a good USF team? Like I know we had that basketball team. Was it at, when we were in sophomore year? Remember that? Kevin? Yeah, I remember. I was calling those games for the student radio station. They were playing at the old. Uh, I mean, now it's Emily Arena, but the Tampa Bay Times Forum. All they yeah. did was hold the ball for thirty seconds, then jacked up threes and. They yeah. played suffocating defense and they won games. That's how Virginia 48. does it. I mean, that was a fun year. But then after that, we really have never had really good football teams or any other basketball teams that, you know, so that sucks. Yeah, it's uh, the Judy Ginshaft curse. What can you say? Sometimes um, you get Ginshafted. That's yeah. really it. Yeah. I trademarked yeah. that phrase, by the way. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Evan. We appreciate it. The Rays are off and roaring 162 and 0. I know it seems unlikely, but I think it could happen. Um, getting more and more confident about it. I'm um, not saying it's going to happen, but people are talking. Yeah, people are talking. Yeah. If there was a year to do it, it would be this year. All Why right, not us? Yeah. <laughs> Why not us? <laughs> Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week.